So if you've ever watched any movies uh, that involve time travel, okay, it's often uh, a theme that comes up that if people could travel back in time and maybe, maybe they're able to kind of see the situation or they're able to just re remember what it was like and they always have certain situations that they would love to have done differently. You know, things that they would like to have done differently. Opportunities that they had that they didn't capitalize on. Maybe someone who was secretly in love with them they didn't know about and they didn't ask them out or whatever it may be. And uh, now that opportunity is gone. Uh, or, or I'm just thinking of like Back to the Future and, and like he looks back in his past and, you know, uh, people he fell out with, problems with the parents and that sort of thing. And you look back on it now and you go, why, why did we make such a big deal of all of this? At the end of a year, it's very interesting to, to ask or to, to take stock of, of what this year has been like. Now, I think we can probably somehow quickly write it off as COVID year number two and a bit. Uh, just another, another year kind of that we'd rather not, not, rather not repeat. But as I said earlier, you see, for, for us Christians, no, nothing is wasted. So even the difficult circumstances and years and all the challenges and, and problems, for us, nothing is supposed to be wasted. Everything that, that's, everything that comes our way, if it's good, we accept it with joy, we accept it with thanksgiving, and should it cause us to glorify God. If something difficult comes our way, it should cause us to rely more on God, lean more on him, pray more, entrust ourselves more to him, so even the cross leads us back to God. Everything should lead us back to God, good, bad, and indifferent. So even the, you know, I said like the kind of the, the, just the, the messiness and insecurity of, of, of these COVID times. You probably noticed I don't talk much about COVID, uh, but just at the end of the year, it's really hard not to mention it because <laughs> it, it has affected us. You know, it has affected, you know, mass, it has affected our faith, it has affected family life, it has affected everything. So it, it's, hard, it's hard not to mention it when, when we're, we're kind of reviewing the year. So... I was thinking uh, earlier that I remember talking to one of the sisters in my community and she said, oh, I'd love to go back to Novitiate. And I said, would you? I wouldn't like to go back to mine at all. Nor would I like to have, I mean, I was happy as a novice, but I'd never go back to it. No way. And I was, I was happy in seminary. I would never go back to it, though. Are you kidding me? And I was happy the year of my ordination. It was nice. It was really nice. I wouldn't go back to that either. And I was happy when I, was, when I got my first kind of part-time mission. I won't say where, or they might be offended. I was happy there, but I wouldn't necessarily go back there now either. You know? And I just realized, rather than kind of seeing, that as, as, uh, seeing those things as negatives, I was happy, and I was always at my happiest in all of these places. I'm now happiest here, and I wouldn't go back to anywhere else. But I'm probably happier now here than I was even in year one. So the, the point is, I thought that, that actually means that God has been guiding me from happiness to greater happiness, to greater happiness, to greater happiness. So it's not to say like that challenges, crosses, difficulties don't come our way. But there's nothing I'd go back to. There's nothing I'd go back to. I'm... This, this here and now, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm happiest doing this right now. So, and this is going to sound a small little bit philosophical, 
it's not it's not that difficult really I don't think put a hand up if it is I don't think it is though okay so for us for us time is linear right time is linear the, the students have seen me doing, doing this once or twice um, time is linear so we have the past which is stuck right future is yet to come and then all you have is now but then in reality you don't really have now either because as soon as you say now now becomes past as soon as you say now now becomes past now now becomes past so now isn't really here <laughs> now doesn't really exist because as soon as you say now it's gone it's now past you know so it's now gone it's just you can keep trying you can keep saying it fast enough but you still <laughs> it's still gone right so so like the present for us d doesn't really exist but the past is stuck the past is like it's set in stone you can't undo what you've done it's it, the words that you said yesterday are said and they're done and the, what you did or didn't do this morning is done or undone and that's it this morning is gone and you can't you won't have it again now the future we we don't know what the future holds a lot of the time a lot of the time not always but a lot of the time our future will depend on 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 how our past has gone as in the the way i've studied the way i've treated people is going to affect kind of the trajectory my life is going to take uh if i you know if i work hard and i'm honest that, that there are dividends to that there, there there are positives to that if i'm lazy and superficial there are consequences to that too so but but ultimately a lot of the future we don't we don't know where it's going to go or what it's going to hold so so for us then time is linear and the present now doesn't really exist for god on the other hand for god everything is present so basically it's like god can see the beginning the middle and the end of the story all at the same time it's all there so if you ask like, did god know would god have known that this was going to happen well y y yes because god for god all of time is he sees the whole story you know what i mean he sees the whole thing it's all there beginning middle and end all of time is there so nothing surprises him he's seen it all so in a way god god is in this now god is the now god is this kind of thing that we're trying to grasp that keeps eluding us that's where god lives if you will god lives in the eternal now is that philosophical is that annoying is that boring i just just kind of help us understand like how how when, when, when we're reviewing a year we're we're looking at, at things that that, that are, are are stuck and can't be undone and then we're kind of looking forward to to a time that hasn't come yet and might fill us with a lot of uncertainty okay so this is where we have to insert the the now this is where we have to start inserting god we need god for our pasts we need god in this kind of present now which isn't really here and we definitely need god for the future we need the lord's graces and mercy and compassion and understanding for our past in any way that they were sinful or or, or incomplete or selfish we need his forgiveness and that is it's it, this is real you see the the forgiveness of god is, is real it's so real and the forgiveness is, is so is so it's so intense that as such god doesn't remember what you've confessed it's gone it's buried 
it no longer exists. So that's, that's how we fix the past. We, there is no such thing as time travel, not for us anyway. We can't go back, but we can, we can get like, the forgiveness of God for what was incomplete. And then as regards the future, we as Christians, we, we must look towards the future with hope. We must. We, 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 we should never look towards the future with fear or, or I don't know, with anxiety. That's, that's not, that's not our, that should not be our way. You know, we look f- towards the future with hope. Why? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, if God is on our side, this is Israel's song, if God was on our side when nations rose against us, you know, if God is at our side, we have nothing to worry about. I want to read you uh, a meditation which I came across today, which uh, I found very, very helpful. Um, it's a bit scary, so hold on tight. Uh, but it's just a, a meditation for the last day of the year. And uh, it talks about time. Time passes and does not return. God has assigned to each of us a definite time in which to fulfill his divine plan for our soul. We have only this time and shall have no more. Time ill spent is lost forever. That one, that one hit me. I don't know about you, but... uh, Time ill-spent is lost forever. If you waste an hour, a day, a week, you don't get that time back. Now, that's not to say we should all be workaholics and that sleep is, is evil. I mean, like, well-earned le- leisure is a good thing. It's a necessary thing for mental and physical health. There isn't a problem. But that, that's what, that, so leisure can be time well-spent. You know, going for a walk with someone who's lonely or with a family member and having a good chat with someone you care about or even with an enemy, probably even better. This is all time well spent. There's no problem there. But time... (coughs) I was talking to someone recently who looked at their uh, screen time on their phone. They said yesterday, six hours. The day before, seven hours. Christmas Day, it was seven, seven and a half hours. Day before that, eight hours on their phone. Right? So you'd wonder, obviously, like they're, they're obviously learning Duolingo and learning, you know, reading Wikipedia cover to cover and uh, learning lots of useful things. That's what they're doing for eight hours a day, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so time ill spent is lost forever. Uh, now, our life is made up of this uninterrupted, continual flow of time which never returns. In eternity, on the contrary, time will be no more. We shall be established forever in the degree of love which we have reached now in time. Okay, I'll say that again. In eternity, on the contrary, time will be no more. So it seems from what Father Gabriel is saying here that when we're taken up into God we're taken up into the eternal now so the level of love that we die at 
is the level of love that we stay at. Now, I might beg to differ, but he sounds smarter than me. So, uh, but I just this 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 I, I found this quite surprising. If we have attained a high degree of love, we shall be fixed forever in that degree of love and glory. If we possess only a slight degree, this is all we shall have throughout eternity. No further progress will be possible when time has ended. That kind of struck, I, I was maybe, I, I don't know where I heard it, and I don't know where he heard it, but I was kind of hopefully under the impression that in heaven, that we, since we're finite and God is infinite, that we can continue to grow in love of God for all eternity. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's right. But it does cause me as a priest anyway to feel a bit more motivated to use my time well. Because I have a limited number of years and when they're gone, they're gone. And that's it. So all we have is the now, even though we don't have now. All, all I have is today. All I have is today. And the purpose of today my goal for today shouldn't just be to accomplish my tasks and get the jobs done. The purpose of today should be to fill it with as much love as I can. So even if my, if my job is footing turf, right, peeling onions, um, mucking out stables, typewriting, um, whatever it may be, whatever my job is, my my goal, the, the higher purpose of all that I do is to do it with love and as much love as I can muster, to do everything out of love for God. And then it doesn't really matter what we do, as long as it's not sinful. It doesn't matter what our job is, as long as we do it out of, out of love. The love then, the, the degree of love that we have attained when we die is, is the degree of love that, that we stay at before God for all eternity. So there's no going back. If we've made mistakes in the past, there's confession. Towards the future, we, don't, we never look at the future with fear. We are people of hope. We are people who know that the Lord is within us, that he guides us, that he has a plan for us. So we look towards the future with hope. And in all of this, we want to be taken into God, who is in this eternal now. And that's where he resides. No, there are no surprises to him. And that's the, the gift of today. And tomorrow we'll have another gift known as today. We're calling it tomorrow now, but to, tomorrow it'll be today. Is that clear? Everyone sit awake? It's half 11. <laughs> all right. Um, so I have the gift of today. And every day, I will have this gift of today until there won't be another today. There must be the eternal now. So our, our goal is to fill today with as much love as we can. And from eternity, we will never regret a single thing we have done out of love for God. Even if it wasn't entirely necessary, we will never regret a single thing we have done out of love for God. And so we ask the Lord today, at the end of this year, to fill us with peace. That our past, if it was imperfect, we entrusted to the mercy of God. That our future, though it be uncertain, we entrusted to our Heavenly Father. 
And so then we can be at peace today and fill each and every day with love. Amen.